0: Hey what's up everybody welcome to this week's podcast it's a bit of a crazy rainy day in New York City so you might hear the rain right outside the window or thunder or lightning or the typical siren screams and murders that you would normally hear in the background of this podcast but uh, unless I did it no video and went and hid in the closet to record the audio there's no way around it so uh, sorry gotta do what you gotta do I guess. First up, if you're around New York City this Friday night, come down to iFix Machine Arcade and meet Bordy himself. He and I will be down there by around 7pm, probably a little bit before that, and we're going to be hanging out uh, pretty much until everybody leaves. So I'm really excited to meet everybody again. There were a lot of awesome people that came down in the past few meetups, and uh, I really hope we could bring those people back, as well as maybe some new faces. So come down and hang out and enjoy yourselves. It's $10 to get in, the same cost that it always is. Chris, the owner, doesn't jack the prices up for stuff like this. It's always just $10 free play. So come on down, meet Peter, enjoy yourself, and hang out. The North American version of the Neo Geo Mini is now available for pre-order. It's $109 and will ship on October 15th. Or you could just get the international version now from PlayAsia or even Amazon, but you're going to spend a lot more money on that. The reviews have been mixed, with people saying that the LCD screen looks great, but the HDMI output has some weird filter on it. Uh, But I'd still really like to try one out, because I just think stuff like this is pretty neat. Um, You know, it would be nice if it had a a very high-quality HDMI out, but the fact that you could have a fun little toy like this that's playable right on the device itself, to me, is kind of a fun thing to have. So hopefully I'll be able to do even just a mini-review on one when it comes in next month. The Real Phoenix just updated his 3D print design for a Game Gear cartridge case. And this time, he added things like a pre cut slot for the micro SD card that an EverDrive would use, as well as versions with both Krix and Sega logos on it. So, I really love stuff like this. I know that you can get a used game gear game for like a dollar in some crappy uh, you know used bin somewhere, but I would much rather 3D print my own case than sacrifice even a $1 bargain bin game, which might sound silly, but I just I hate to throw those PCBs away. It's a perfectly good game and you know I, I just think that with the ability to 3D print stuff, we should be creating, not destroying. Sounds a little cheesy, but whatever. Now you have choices at least. Uh, so I'm getting uh, a friend of mine's printing out one of these for me, I'll give it a shot, and uh, if I have any feedback, I'll probably post by next week. Sverx has just added solid color screens to his SMS test suite which is really awesome because either an all-white screen or a 100% color bar screen is the perfect way to test video voltages using an oscilloscope. So adding something like this is actually a pretty big deal for anybody that needs to do SMS testing. So a huge thanks to Spurks for adding this, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll continue to see some more cool updates. For a while now, I've gotten requests to do more beginner-friendly videos. And not necessarily the first step beginner, but just maybe approach things from a perspective of somebody that wants to know how to get the best out of their consoles, but doesn't know where to start. So I started with a Genesis Hardware Tips and Tricks video, Um, I tried to make it a little fancier with some zoom-in shots and the the cheesy little spinner crap. But, um, you know, to be honest, I totally understand the request for things like this. I think there's a ton of people out there that would completely understand everything they need to know pretty easily if somebody just got them started. So um, videos like this are a lot of fun for me, but doing the extra flash is a ton more work. So if you liked it and you want to see more like this, try and share it. Let's see if we can get the views to justify all the extra time spent, which I hope that does. not sound like an awful thing to say, I'm certainly not unappreciative of the views that I have, um, but I do have a lot of projects that I am so excited that I get to be a part of and I get to work on. So when I do stuff like this that takes three or four times longer than my average video, I really want to feel like it's worth taking time away from those other awesome projects as well. So uh, the numbers will speak for it. Um, Let's see if we could share this in places that maybe we normally wouldn't. Facebook. Reddit, any of those uh, places that could possibly reach a wider audience. And uh, if the hits justify it, I'll start doing stuff like this for all the consoles as well as some just basic beginner videos on how to get started. Um, I've talked a lot about this over the years uh, through Q&As or just meeting people, but I've never done basic videos on it, and I really would enjoy doing it. So um, I guess let's see if this video takes off or not, Uh, and I will have an advanced follow-up video soon but I made a massive mistake while shooting the advanced follow-up video. Um, I was so concerned with making sure I got the shot correctly that I was looking up, like kind of looking into the screen on the camera while I was using my desoldering iron, and I went to desolder a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm just looking up at the screen, making sure everything's lined up, and I didn't realize that my desoldering iron was clogged, and every time I was touching the head of the desoldering iron to the motherboard, it was so hot that it was just burning the pads off. So uh, luckily the things that I was desoldering are not needed to complete the mod, but now the Genesis doesn't power on. So there's a good chance that I completely burnt that out because I was trying to look fancy on camera. What an asshole. <laughs> so, and it stinks too, because I'm very proud of my mod work for the rest of the video, Um, I got a bunch of really cool microscope shots that after I did the mod, I went back in and zoomed in so that you could see what the mod looks like up close and how how close the pins are together. I really enjoyed a lot doing stuff like that, and I hope to finish that video soon, but I'm going to have to go down to Brooklyn and have Jose help me get this Genesis repaired because I screwed it up. (laughs) But what can you do? Hopefully I'll have a follow-up video within a week or so. Evan Amos's Game Console Photography book is now up for pre-order on Amazon for about $25 and it'll ship in early November. I'm really excited to check it out because I've been following Evan's work since before I even knew it was Evan's. Um, He does such high quality work. And even getting to know him over the years, I've been able to work on a few things with him where I was able to get him down and take pictures of some of the rare stuff that I've, uh, I've gotten my hands on over the years. So it's very cool to see his book become a reality. I pre-ordered mine, and I'm really looking forward to getting it. Voltar just showed a teaser of his new Capcom Classics JAMA adapter, which is a basic pass-through adapter that allows you to use some of the classic Capcom arcade boards, such as Ghouls and Ghosts, on any standard JAMA harness. So it's pretty neat for anybody that wants to use a Super Gun or an existing arcade setup with these older boards. A Japanese company is releasing micro SD cards with pictures of classic Sega consoles printed on them to celebrate both the Mega Drive's 30th anniversary and the Dreamcast's 20th. I think it's pretty neat, and uh, while it's kind of useless because, you know, you put the SD cards in and you never see them, it is something I I would like to buy just for fun, but they're all 16 gigs, which really isn't going to help for most things. Um, Sure, you could fit the whole uh, Mega EverDrive pack on there, but you can't really fit many Saturn or Dreamcast things on it, so who knows, maybe they'll offer a different version with, um, with much higher capacities, but either way, it's neat, and I wanted to share it. Retro Accessories just added a custom cable builder page to their website, which I think is pretty cool because there's been many times over the years I've needed custom cables with VGANs or things wired weirdly on there, and now you could just go in, choose your connector, your length, and all the other options and just have whatever you want made for you. The one thing to note is I believe they were having some trouble with their website, so if you run into any issues, refresh the page, maybe try a little bit later, or just email them directly, but hopefully this will all be fixed by the time this airs. Nintendo just announced that the new Super Mario Bros. for Wii U will soon be available on the Switch early next year, and that makes sense because the Switch has sold a lot more than the Wii U already, and it's not even halfway through its life cycle. So it would be a shame that not many people would get to play a game like this, because I really thought it was a good game. I liked the Wii version better, but certainly there's nothing wrong with the Wii U version. The only downside in this, other than the fact that I'm going to have to rebuy this game if I want to play it on the Switch, is that I do wish that they would put more effort into making some HD remakes of great games like the Wii U version of New Super Mario Bros. I think that that one and a lot of the Wii titles would really benefit from a 720p or a 1080p high-definition remaster, but who knows, maybe they're waiting for the 4K edition of the Switch to come out so they could do 4K versions. That's just a guess that I completely pulled out of nowhere, by the way. There's no rumor for that, but I kind of hope it's true. Nintendo also announced that its paid online service will launch on September 19th, with quite a wide difference in the pricing structure depending on how much you want to prepay. So it's $20 if you pay for the full year, or $8 for three months at a time, which would equate to about $32 a year, or $4 a month, but that would equate to $48 a year. So if you just want to try it out for a while, maybe pay for a month and see. But if it's something that you plan on using for the duration, you save almost half, or more than half, actually, by just paying for the whole year up front. There are some downsides to it. Uh, when it launches, you'll get a few uh, NES games for free that you'll be able to play. Ten to be exact, that are all some of the, the classic games. Um, and they're also announcing that uh, Switch Online members can purchase uh, Nintendo controllers that will work with the Switch, but I believe they'll only work when the console is online. So I don't really understand the purpose for that. Maybe I misunderstood the announcement. Maybe that's something that's only on launch day. I don't know. That's weird. I'd rather just get an 8-bit DOE controller. Uh, and also in the Nintendo Direct announcement, they had announced new GameCube controller adapters, So I believe it's exactly the same as what they've had out for a while now. Just the GameCube controller uh, and then the GameCube Wii U adapter rebranded for the Switch. Um, They didn't announce any extra details, so I don't think there's going to be any features like wireless ability built in. But uh, I guess we'll see when that's released on December 7th. Someone just posted a video of them taking a Nintendo Labo cardboard kit and enhancing it with Legos. Which I think is really neat. I certainly know that myself as a kid would have loved to have built a project out of Legos, and then got to play on that project with a video game console. So hopefully, like this, something like this will actually come to light. Maybe Nintendo and uh, and Lego would pay attention to something like this and release a collaboration. But either way, I thought it was worth sharing. Unseen just posted an update to the GC Video firmware that fixes the chroma bug. So I guess there's two things to mention. Uh, first, I'm going to do a very basic in, uh, explanation of what the bug is, so please don't come down too hard on me for skipping the details. I just want to get the basics out there. Um, Christoph was nice enough to make a diagram, so I'll just kind of show the end of the video output. You can see as it goes through, when the video signal hits its original uh, YCBCR component video state, If it's broken out from there, everything's fine. Um, But right here, where it's converted from YCBCR to the RGB color space, that's where the bug happened. So right now, if you're using any of the dual output or analog GC video solutions, if you're using component video, it should look perfect. But if you're using VGA, RGB, or DVI, HDMI, then you're gonna have the chroma bug um, because of the way the conversion was done. This is completely fixed though uh, and now you just need to figure out a way to update your gc video which is the second part of the thing i need to talk about Um, at the moment i don't think there's any easy way to update gc video firmware if you had one of the kits where you made it yourself you would have had to have programmed it anyway so that should be easy for for all of those people Um, and dan will be having a a how-to guide up soon for current gc dual owners So at least it could be a little bit easier there, but the things that I'm most concerned about are the plug-and-play versions, because I'm pretty sure every version of the internal mod has a way, even if you have to buy or borrow a programmer, uh, it would have a way to update the firmware, but I'm not sure about any of the plug-and-play ones, Um, and while Insurrections looks like you could disassemble it, I believe you have to cut apart eons to get to the inside, and I don't think they've implemented any way of flashing the firmware without going right to the board itself. So um, it's gonna be a bit tricky for anybody uh, that has those. I'm not sure if it's even able to be updated, uh, or if you might have to go to lengths like cut the cut the whole case off, then solder pins to the board, and then solder your, your programmer to the pins or something. I don't know, but um, either way, there's going to be more GC video firmware releases in the future, so I hope everybody tries to tackle a way to get those updates done now, and hopefully in the future people will look for easier ways to do that. Um, I know Dan and Christoph talked about things like updating over Wi-Fi, um, which is uh, for their Dreamcast project, uh, and not for pre-existing GC video solutions, but hopefully we'll all put our heads together and figure out a really easy way to get these updates done so we don't have to worry about this in the future. A review was just posted of the Saturn Wireless Controller Kit, and this is the kit where you just take apart your Saturn controller, remove the PCB and cable, and then replace it with this PCB and battery. Uh, and This allows you to have a wireless controller solution for your Sega Saturn. It supposedly performs pretty well and was easy to install, so uh, it seems like a great option. Um, I'm wondering if it's going to be overall better than the Retrobit adapters that are coming in, I think, two months? Um, but for people that prefer to use original controllers, this would probably be the way to go. For me personally, I think I want to leave my original controllers completely the way they were and then just get a new wireless one for when I'm messing around, but to each his own, and I love that there's choices. Doherty just posted a guide on his Xtron Crosspoint touchscreen remote control, and I thought this was really neat. Basically, he took his Xtron Crosspoint and logged into it via his USB to serial adapter and was able to reprogram it and upload certain files so that he could connect with a tablet and have a nice touchscreen interface to control the Xtron Crosspoint. Um, I thought it was really cool and I think things like this are, are such fun additions uh, to, to people who put a lot of time and effort in their setups. It's very cool to have such a, a complicated and awesome matrix switch that uh, just having a one button with the nice logos on it to, to select your consoles and your outputs. I think this is really cool. Uh, he posted all the files necessary to try it yourself. You just need to make sure to get a cross point that has the network jack in it, uh, and you would probably also need a way to log into it, so I'm assuming you'd probably need a USB to serial port as well. Dougherty also posted a really great guide for how to find and configure the TV1 Choreo 2 downscalers. So for people that might not know what these are, um, there are devices that have been nicknamed downscalers, as opposed to upscalers, that take things like a 480p image and downscale them to 240p. A lot of times when people hear that, they they don't understand the purpose and that you hear very, very many jabs on why would you want to lose resolution, but the truth is there's a ton of reasons for doing so. Anything from getting a real classic look out of a game to just simply making things compatible with your RGB monitor. I know I've used it for both. Um, I think I've used, uh, uh, for Sonic Mania, I think I used a Super Emotion to down-convert that to 240p so it looked like a Sonic game on my, uh, on my RGB monitor. I've also just used it to make a, a standard laptop compatible with my monitor so I could play, I believe it was AM2R I used it for, but the problem is, those Extron units, the Emoshas and Super Emoshas, are insanely hard to find these days, and they've gotten so expensive. They used to sell for around 100 bucks or 125 with a power supply, and I've seen them go for a lot more than that now. Whereas the TV-1s can usually be found for under $100, but they do need configuring. So Doherty was able to go through and create a guide that tells you exactly which models to buy that this can be done to, and then he walks you through how to configure it to do whichever conversion you would need. So for some people it's VGA to RGB, other people it's HDMI to RGB, but there's a bunch of different combinations. So I think this is awesome. Uh, I do enjoy using things like this. The one thing I was curious about was he tested and saw that it had about a frame and a half of lag, and when I tested the Super Emotion over at uh, Carsey's place a while back, um, that had variable lag between one frame and a half a frame, um, so it's kind of you know in a perfect world you would have a zero lag solution for this. I'm not sure if that would ever be possible. You you might have to require a frame buffer in order to do this stuff. Uh, that's obviously way over way over my head, but. Either way, a low-lag solution that you could downscale your games is pretty cool. So if you were looking to get 240p from 480p or a few other different combinations of stuff, check out the guide. And I'll hopefully at some point have a video on this finished. Um, You know, I complain all the time about not having enough time, but I actually went over Carsey's house, months ago now to shoot this video, and we couldn't get my TV1 uh, TV choreo working. I still am not sure if I bought the wrong version or just didn't set it up correctly, um, but then so many other projects have come up that this kind of fell aside. I'd still like to go back and do a, uh, an instructional video that essentially just follows Daugherty's guide. And um, But either way, if you're interested, check it out, because I know I've gotten a ton of questions about downscaling over the years, and people are usually very discouraged when they found out how much this, uh, the Super Emotia or or the, the Mimo Genius 2 would cost, when you have a solution like this that's much cheaper. And also, maybe I could throw in the, the Mimo Genius, too. A buddy of mine lives right down the street and he, uh, he offered to lend it to me, so uh, maybe I could test the lag on that and, and at least, at the very least, put out a lag testing video that shows the difference between downscalers. I promise I'll get to some of this stuff soon. FurTech just posted an update to his Neo Geo CD SD Loader project, um, and it looks like everything's going pretty well. Uh, He has a newer menu, and compatibility is working with, he said, about 95% of the games. And I think the only thing he's left to do, um, or or the only major hurdle, is to get some of the CD audio working. But overall, it's pretty cool. Uh, He was nice enough to add English subtitles for those of us like me who don't speak French, so thank you very much. Uh, and anybody interested in the project, definitely take a look at the video. And I'm still excited for his virtual tap uh, as well. So FurTech's got a lot of cool stuff coming out this year. and uh, Or, you know, I shouldn't say this year. I shouldn't put a release date on his projects. FurTech's got a lot of cool stuff coming out, and I'll probably be buying every single one of them. Well, that's about it for this week. There's a lot of exciting stuff coming up, though. Obviously, this Friday, we have the meetup with Bordy at iFix Arcade in New York. But I also got an Ultimate Mortal Kombat arcade board, which I'm really excited about. Um, I love UMK3, and I want to bring it down to Brooklyn to use it on the equipment there. I haven't purchased a super gun or any of the attachments yet, because I wanted to make sure the board worked. I didn't want to jinx it. So I'll be doing some testing this week, and hopefully that'll turn into a fun video. And um, uh, hopefully we could also get a UMK3 tournament around here. I know I would love to participate in that. I'm definitely going to get my ass kicked, but I will hold my own. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I have a bunch of other cool stuff coming up. So I'm looking forward to all of it. And uh, I'm looking forward to any of the new videos and finishing that advanced Genesis video. Hopefully I can get that back up and running and complete that this week. But as always, thanks so much for watching. Uh, A huge and massive thank you to all of my Patreon subscribers. And I'll see you guys next week.